Let's talk about our democracy for a minute. <laughs> but let's do it in a way that makes the snowflakes' heads explode. Let me be clear before this podcast begins. We are loud, loud proud, proud, and do not give a fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty, you shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast, and this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony, fuck them. The stormy is coming. Is that what the QAnoners say? The stormy is coming. Uh-oh. Stormy Daniels may finally get her revenge as there is a grand jury being convened in the Manhattan DA's office. Uh, for the check that Michael Cohen went to prison for. New news. Grandpa Poopy Pants is freaking out, and we are here for it. That's right. Donald Trump is freaking out on Fraud Social today. He changed his picture, too. I noticed that. That was another change. Um, I think it's it probably has something to do with QAnon. I'm sure there's some sort of signal to the uh, wild of the wildest out there, the extreme of the extreme America first Nazi party. Um, as he gets more and more cornered and desperate with his legal woes. Also, it looks like Fannie Willis has some imminent charges that are going to be pressed in the Georgia election fraud case. And uh, we'll see who that is going to be. <laughs> Trump. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it's kind of weird to think that in the Georgia case that Fannie Willis had a grand jury for where it seems as if she's going to uh, press charges and indict, it, it kind of feels weird that the current Secretary of State, who is uh, a Republican, who was just reelected to that seat, even after all the big lies and smear campaign against him, that he is going to be the key witness in a criminal prosecution of people who were trying to tamper with the Georgia election by intimidating him. <laughs> he's the he's the current Secretary of State, Republican Secretary of State of Georgia, reelected recently. He didn't he didn't like resign in disgrace because of something he wasn't kicked out of office by his party. The voters didn't not trust him with the election. It was actually the opposite. And he is the key witness in this election tampering and, and election intimidation scheme brought forth by Trump, Rudy Giuliani, and others, where he just needed 11,870 votes to appear. He just needed those votes to appear. Um, again, the, the legal corners that he has painted himself into is not surprising. I used to call him the Cheeto Dust Mobster. And after he lost in January 6th and his 
absolute man-child fits and shitty diaper rants over the last year and a half. And also when he's doubling down, tripling down, and absolutely believing QAnon full stop, I had to change his nickname. He was no longer the Cheeto Dust Mobster. He had morphed and transformed into the Cheeto Dust QAnoner. And you're going to see that today in his statements. We're going to read them. Yeah, I know. I know some people don't like when I read them. I don't give a shit. These are significant statements from the former president of the United States about criminal cases. And he, in these statements, he is admitting to crime, folks. He's saying it right out loud. Yeah, I did it, and they can't do shit about it, is what he's saying in these statements. Um, now, whether they'll do something about it or not, I guess I guess we'll see. There is a grand jury, apparently, convened against him about this check that he wrote to Stormy Daniels as a hush payment that Michael Cohen went to prison for. So, and and now is, well, not now, has been, and continues to be cooperative with the Manhattan DA's office. Not only that, going in and giving testimony. Um, We've had Michael Cohen on the show. You know, he does a show with Midas Touch, and we're affiliated with Midas Touch. I know Michael. But um, it is is something. It is something that QAnon's... (laughs) QAnon's phrase is the storm is coming. <laughs> and and maybe possibly, I don't know, because who knows? Maybe Alan Weisselberg went to Rikers, was like five months of this shit. Are you kidding me? I mean, Rikers, look, prison is not a fun fucking place. County lockups, not a fun place. These are not fun places to be, especially for Alan Weisselberg, who's probably used to caviar and God knows what are the luxuries. And he's going to serve five months in Rikers. This is going to seem like a million years to this old motherfucker. He ain't got, who knows if he has five months left. I don't know. Now Weisselberg doesn't look like he's in that great of shape. And he's an old bastard. So, I mean, maybe he came to his senses. Maybe that's the new evidence. Maybe he spent a few days in lockup and was like, look, this is, fuck this shit. Get Michael Cohen back in there and I'll tell you some shit. I'll tell you what the fuck happened. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see what and if charges come out of this grand jury of why the hell they decided to reconvene this grand jury. But we saw this coming. This isn't something new. Uh, Alan Bragg, when they actually announced the penalty of $1.61 million for the 17 counts that the Trump organization, the business that Trump wants, his personal business, it's his. It's his private personal business that he's ran and his children run for decades on 17 counts of criminal fraud. Criminal, not civil, criminal fraud. Now, the punishment isn't high enough, 1.61 million. But that was the maximum that the judge could sentence them to in that case for those counts. And Alan Bragg in the press conference, said this is the first chapter. We will open up a new chapter. So maybe that's what he meant was the grand jury that was coming. And we don't have any clear cut sound for that. But one can only assume. And, you know, usually when you make assumptions, you make an ass out of you and me both. But here's the thing. When you make assumptions about Trump, it's almost always dead on. 
This guy is predictably unpredictable, predictably unpredictable. You never know exactly what he's going to say, but you know it's going to be the most vile fucking confession of crime that you'll see because he thinks he's going to get away with it. And I believe, I believe that people have been waiting to see who's going to go first, but now the prosecutors are chomping at the bit to go first. They want to be the first before Jack Smith makes his strike because the Jack Smith case is the case that will ultimately put Trump in prison for the rest of his fucking life. Uh, you know, the, the, these these fraud cases in New York, this case in Georgia, these are state charges. Uh, there's there's a lot of ways out of state charges, folks. There's a lot of ways out of it, unless you just fucking cold blood murder somebody in a state where there's the death penalty. Or if the justice system protects you like it did Kyle Rittenhouse. But in this federal case with Jack Smith, with him him stealing, destroying, and hiding and obstructing evidence for his attempt to overthrow our government on January 6th and the case that will be brought to, to bear on him for organizing the January 6th insurrection and also the lead up to it with the fraud where he, the financial fraud, where he defrauded his supporters and continues to, uh, frankly. I mean, this isn't fucking news. When's the last time you heard about Trump trading cards? When? When is the last time you heard about it? Two days after? Three days after? You haven't heard about it. And the reason why is because the ass fell out of it, because that was the whole intent in the first place. The whole intent was for him to grab cash and run. And his supporters did it. They fucking did it like a bunch of fucking sheep they are because they just have not caught on yet of who this stupid bastard is. I mean, even the Republicans haven't caught on to who he is. Jesus Christ, Lindsey Graham went on Fox News last night, basically putting his Cheeto dust knee pads on and giving him orange fellatio right on Fox News. As Donald Trump mounts, mounts his uh, 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 offensive, Towards Ron DeSantis not running. And l listen, at this point, Ron DeSantis has no interest. No interest. I mean, I don't know personally, but he has no interest entering this race. There is no political upside to Ron DeSantis announcing he's running in 2024 at this point. And really, I, I honestly doubt that he will. Unless something really does happen to Trump and there's a total fallout of his support, Ron DeSantis is going to wait till 2028. No fucking question. He'll announce in 2026 for 2028. No question. And, and again, unless this fucking fat slob down at Mar-a-Lago chokes on a Big Mac or something. I mean, I'm rooting for the Big Mac and the buckets of KFC, but, you know, that's just me. It's just me. I don't know that it's just me, but <laughs> who wouldn't root, root for a Big Mac in that case? Oh, man. But I will say, I will say, talking about Big Macs and uh, Grandpa Poopy Pants, the Cheeto Dusk Honor, he really needs to figure out how to keister Big Macs now. He really should be practicing that um, as much as he possibly can. Because the way it looks now, he's not in good shape not to end up not in a in a jail cell after tw the 2024 election. Because, folks, that that is the real story here. The real story is, is that the Republican Party is, is still backing this criminal, crooked, 
deluded, delusional, fucking fat slob. He's a buffoon, and they don't care. They love it, actually. They fucking love the lies. They love the cult. They're making all kinds of money off of it. And by God, they just might have a fascist takeover because of it. They fucking love it. There is no question that that is the biggest story in our politics today. It is unbelievable. The facts that we know out into the universe about Donald Trump and, and, the, and the facts that the Republican knows behind the scenes. There, there is no more group of people that love Donald Trump but want him to go away more than Republicans. No group bigger. They would love to have Ron DeSantis run and beat Trump. He can't. He won't. Mark my words. I'm going to have someone on today who I think agrees with me. Texas Paul is back, by the way. It's Tuesday. And Texas Paul is back from vacation. Happy to have him here on the Tony Michaels podcast. I can't wait till the bottom of the hour. It's been a couple of weeks since we've talked to Texas Paul. So I know you're chomping at the bit as well. Oh boy, but in in other new in other lying Republican news, uh, George Santos apparently met with uh, another known liar, Kevin McCarthy, a known sellout, uh, a, a Trump lackey, Kevin McCarthy, uh, and uh, he has apparently this morning announced that he will not serve on committees. He will be stepping down, which probably is an to me is an indication that indictments are in imminent. Um, this is not going to go well for him. Uh, George Santos is, is going to hold, I hope hold on to his seat as long as he possibly can here. Um, I know that sounds Tony. Why would you want him? Why would I not want Republicans to have to stand and defend his ass? He is not some outlier folks. Every fucking one of these Republicans got into office based on their lies. Their outright fucking lies. What is different about George Santos other than he's a moron about it? He's not a professional liar. He tried. He failed. He lost. And really, he tried the way that Donald Trump did it. And if Trump would have ran for a congressional seat, Donald Trump maybe had the same fate that George Santos has. And again, maybe George Santos should announce his presidential campaign. I mean, it might not be a bad contrast. A lying grifter versus a lying grifter. Someone who's in the news constantly versus someone who's in the news constantly for their fucking indiscretions. It seems like a pretty good competition on the in the Republican primaries to me. I mean, typical to act like to act like George Santos is some kind of weird thing that the Republicans just did where there's where, oh, my God, I can't believe I can't believe the Republican Party has this has this liar, cheat and stealer and grifter and fraud in their party. Really? You can't believe that? Where the fuck have you been? What rock have you been hiding under? That's their entire personality now. The entirety of it. I mean, Jesus Christ, they're yelling and screaming about deficits and debts and budgets. Kevin McCarthy still doesn't have a fucking budget. 
He's known the Republicans were going to take the House for fucking months and he doesn't have a budget. He doesn't have a budget and he's going to go meet with the president of the United States and demand that the president cut the budget that has already been agreed on and passed in law and appropriations. Get the fuck out of here. Kevin McCarthy does not know how our government works. He does not know how his speakership works and nor is he actually the speaker. They can't do a fucking budget. Jesus Christ, the Democrats are the only ones that cut the deficit ever when they have power and reins and they actually can govern. They're the only ones that cut the deficit. Republicans increase it every motherfucking time. Four times it increased under their Lord and Savior. Because when they they really and they're lying, they're cheats and they're frauds. They don't give a fuck about the budget. They don't give a fuck about the deficit. They don't give a fuck about inflation. They don't give a fuck about gas prices. They really don't give a shit about gas stoves and M&Ms. They don't. They don't. What they care about is their own fucking power and telling you what you can and cannot do. That's what it's about. It's what it's about. And keeping their own power is key. And they'll politicize any fucking lie and manufactured crisis that they can come up with. Prime example is the 87,000 IRS agents that they fired that didn't exist. They manufactured this 87,000 IRS agents were hired to come and take your money with badges and guns, which is not a thing. It was a fucking lie. It was all made up. A big, huge manufactured crisis, and they used the Trump chaos machine to manufacture it. And then when they got in Congress, they had to pretend like they made good on their promise of firing 87,000 IRS agents, which didn't exist. So they passed something that isn't going to pass anyways. It ain't going to go anywhere. To make their people on Fox News, OAN, and Newsmax believe that they fired Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans and Donald Trump fired 87,000 IRS agents, which is all 100% fucking hogwash and bullshit. All of it. And I'm supposed to be surprised when someone like George Santos, a fraud like George Santos, is a Republican congressman? The fuck out of here with that shit. I am not surprised. Frankly, I want them to pay for his fucking lies. They perpetuate him and they continue to do it. Kevin McCarthy continues continues to make excuses for George Santos, and that's all this taking him off committees is. They do not want George Santos in front of a camera talking into a microphone because Kevin McCarthy then has to answer for why. Why isn't George Santos being, being investigated in the ethics committee? Kevin McCarthy, you're the speaker. He's in your conference. You know he's a known liar. You know he committed fraud. You know he committed fraud against his constituents to get elected. And the reason why is because all of them, every single Republican has committed fraud against their constituents to get elected. Every fucking one of them. What the fuck is the difference between them and George Santos? Not a goddamn thing. So let him sit on the committee. Let him talk into the microphone and spread 
Republican lies. That's what they do. That's what they do is spread lies and misinformation and bullshit. Why would they take away the right Republican, the America first Nazi right of George Santos to spread lies into a microphone? Why? That's the question I want to ask. When they can do it over and over and over. Have you ever listened to five seconds of Jim Jordan talking? And you think George Santos is a fraud? Are you kidding me? You think George Santos is the biggest fraud in Congress. And, you, and you've and you listened to Jim Jordan speak. Give me a fucking break. George Santos is just a dumb fuck. That's all it is. He's a dumb motherfucker. And he has he he can't remember shit. He can't remember his lies. And he's not very good at it. He tries. Oh, oh, baby. He tries to lie hard. And he tries to grift. And he grifts like a motherfucker. But he's not good at it. Jim Jordan, much better at convincing the sheep. Much better at being a sheep herder. But Jim Jordan is less of a fraud than George Santos? Fuck you. No, he no. Jim Jordan is much more of a fraud than George Santos will ever dream of. Ever fucking dream of. So give me, get, don't give me the shit that he shouldn't be on committees, Kevin McCarthy. He should be on committees. And you should answer. And the Republican Party should answer for every fucking thing he says. All of it. Just like they should pay for everything that Jim Jordan tweets and every stupid fucking th- lie he tells. The same way as they should pay for every lie that Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gaetz, Lauren Boebert, Paul Gozar, Andy Biggs. The list goes on and on and on because every single Republican has defrauded their constituents Over and over and over, time and time again, they lied to their constituents to get elected. That's their party. What is new about this? Why can't the media understand that George Santos is not an outlier? He's just a dumb motherfucker. He's just a dumb motherfucker. who can't stop telling really stupid lies and doing really stupid shit out in the open. Jim Jordan, as much of a fraud and vile piece of shit he is, he's smart enough to do some of that shit behind closed doors where his constituents, the media, and the American public will not see it. That's it. That's it. And why they're walking away from George Santos and not the OG Santos that is Donald Trump? Because they love it. They fucking love the cult of lies. We talked about it yesterday. They do not have a conscience. They don't want a conscience. A conscience stands in your way. When, when, you, when you need... To run over the American people for your own personal gain and your own personal power? Who would want a conscience when you're trying to do that? No fucking way would you want a conscience if your goal is to steamroll 
the American Constitution, the American people. No way. No way would you want a conscience. That would stand in your way. That would whisper in your ear. So don't let them fool you. They love George Santos. They love Donald Trump. They love the lies. That's their entire personality trait. The Republican Party has become the America First Nazi Party. And their platform is fraud. All of it. And it's designed that way. This isn't a bug. It's a fucking feature of the America First Nazi Party is their fraud. So don't be surprised when it's a bunch of frauds running the fraud. Okay? <laughs> so we'll we'll sniff out this George Santos um, story. I, I wonder if there's a... Uh, if there's a, a a George Santos race, you know, we, we've played plenty of video on here where George Santos is sprinting away from reporters. I wonder if there's uh, uh, <laughs> has emerged at a tape of George Santos running away from questions about how he has stepped down from his committee assignments. Um, that's the news that he went and talked to Kevin McCarthy and he has stepped down. They, they're lying. Uh, okay, <laughs> just know whatever they're saying out loud, like, oh, well, I wouldn't talk to Kevin McCarthy. We think it's best if I step down from my committee. Is that that's a lie. It's a lie. Okay, <laughs> it's George Santos and Kevin McCarthy. Of course, it's a fucking lie. Come on. Come on. Are we really going to get serious and think they're telling the truth? That only happens on accident. Oh, boy, but we'll stay on top of the story today as well as go over Grandpa Poopy Pants's freak out on fraud social over the grand jury that is convened in the Manhattan DA's office. He thinks he thinks there's limitations to the statutes. Uh, I highly disagree with him on that. Um, and maybe just maybe, maybe just maybe uh, Alan Weisselberg has discovered how bad it is to be locked up in Rikers, and he has come to his senses where five months of Rikers feels like 500 years. It's felt like 500 years since Texas Paul has been here. It's two weeks. He's back. Texas Paul is back with us today. Have no fear. We're going to get Texas Paul's opinion on the grand jury and on George Santos, of course. I'm going to ask Texas Paul about George Santos. So Texas Paul is back today. He joins us. It's Taco Tuesday. It's Te Texas Paul Tuesday. I want to thank everyone who has joined Patreon. Uh, if you want to check it out, just go to thetonymichaels.com. Check out my Patreon there. You can click on the Patreon button or go to patreon.com slash thetonymichaels. I appreciate all the support. We're going to get some um, shout-out videos later on in the week. So stay tuned for that. All the people who have signed up for Patreon for the shout-out tier. Everyone stick around. We're going to be right back with Texas Paul right after this. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Mark, 60 seconds. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Are you numb and alone after storming the Capitol? Have you been left out in the cold after stealing Nancy Pelosi's mail? Do you feel exposed to a government that doesn't share your patriotic values? If any of these describe you, then you're in luck. 
Hi, I'm Paul Gosar, and thanks to my new product, Pardon Blanket, I've got you covered. Pardon Blanket specifically works to make you feel safe and cozy after your involvement on January 6th. And if you're one of the other members of Congress who also helped with the attempted coup, Pardon Blanket will protect you too. Pardon Blanket is made of a sort of soft fleece and a layer of sheep's wool. And they're 100% made in the USA. Don't delay and get your pardon blanket today for just $99.99. Actual pardons not guaranteed. Jumping back into it, this is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome back to the show, as promised. All with us, all the way back from his vacation at the Cussing Pond. Ah, it's a really big, really big Cussing Pond from the pictures that I could tell that he was on vacation. Texas Paul, welcome, welcome back, my friend. How are you? Ah, it's wonderful to be back, man. It is wonderful to be back. I have missed you guys so much. I really have. I love this show. <laughs> I'm telling you, I look forward to this every week. Every week. You got to forgive my voice, Tony. I lost my voice a little bit. I got a little bit of a cold on the way back, and I'm still still rehabbing it, but uh, wouldn't have missed this for the world, my friend. Well, I appreciate you joining us, and I know the audience is glad to have you here. The chat is glad to have you here. Uh, listen, I, I said the cussing pond, but let's talk a little bit about, because uh, you went on vacation, and, and I saw a few pictures, and I was kind of mad because you looked really comfortable, really relaxed there <laughs> on the beach. Um, so... You know, it's kind of jelly, you know, peanut butter and jelly. So I was kind of <laughs> upset at you, but I couldn't stay upset for very long because it looked like you were having so much fun. Where where did you go? Where did you go? Uh, it, it was 20, my wife and I's 20th anniversary. So we just oh, did congratulations. it. Congratulations. Yeah, we did it up a little bit. We took a 14 day cruise. We went to Key West, Dominican Republic. Uh, we went to uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico. We went to... Uh, the Virgin Islands. We went to um, Jamaica. It was, it, it was, it was a hell of a trip. It really was. And I have to tell you, the Virgin Islands are heaven on earth, man. They are heaven really? on earth. It was gorgeous. I mean, things happen there that you only see in movies. Like we were, we were leaving uh, San Croix, and on the way out, we're walking up the pier, getting ready to get back on the boat. You know, kind of sad because, you know, I mean, it's the last of the Virgin Islands we went to was San Croix, and it's and we look over. Man, the sea turtles came swimming up, and we're just popping their little heads up. It's like they were saying goodbye, man. It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous, man. So, so you're gonna snowbird down there? Is that what you're saying? Uh, you're gonna go to uh, the Keys? To- I'm telling you, we had the conversations. We were like, you know, we need to, we need to look for some real estate down here. This is, well, hey, this man. was. I mean, it was. I, I personally had never been to the Virgin Islands before. Uh, you know, I, I love to travel, but that's one place I had never been. And man, I tell you what, San Croix, St. Thomas, uh, St. Kitts and Nevis. I mean, just, it is Beautiful. gorgeous. Well, you know, you yeah. have to change your handle from Texas Paul to beach bum, Paul, you know, you'd, <laughs> you'd be doing it. You, instead of doing it from the rocking chair on the porch, you'd be doing your rants, uh, from a lounger on the beach. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm telling you, it yeah. would be worth it. It would be worth it. I have to tell you that. Paul. <laughs> anybody that gets a chance to go, go. I mean, it is just amazing. I've never been a big beach guy. I haven't. I'm I'm not my wife is the beach fan. And mm-hmm. and uh I have to tell you, man, this changed my mind. I and I tell you what did it. We were in San Croix. And we were like, well, what do you want to get for breakfast? And uh, I don't know. We we're getting a little bit of a late start. It was the last last leg of the trip. And it was, we were both pretty beat. And they said, well, let's just go find a little place on the beach somewhere. And we went up and grabbed a taxi. And we ended up in this little shack on the beach, man. And, and you know, everything's painted in island colors. It's a turquoise and lime green shack, man. And it's right on the water. And uh, we had mahi for breakfast. And it was black and mahi bites. And it's just, I mean, it was the best. I'm not a fish guy, dude. I am not a fish guy. But I had a cathartic moment right there. I was like, okay, I could do this. I could do this. I I could live on a beach, man. And I just, (laughs) I fell in love with it, dude. I really did. We snorkeled all day. And it's just, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I've been fucking up. This is a good place to be, you know. <laughs> I'm with you now, honey. I'm with you. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Texas, right? But uh, uh, I love Texas, Islands. but I tell you what, the beaches here suck. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe why you were so uh, uh, jaded about the the beaches. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you guys had fun. Congratulations. I'm I'm glad that you're back and that you're safe. And I know you're having the cold. I I dealt with that for a few weeks too. So I know what you're I know what you're going through there, but. We have some issues to get through, and I think um, Gabe Sanchez is going to join us here in just a little bit. Awesome, um, but uh, did you keep up? Did you keep up on the news while you were gone, or did you try to put the phone away? I did. I, I shut that damn thing off. I did. I did. I've been reading since I got back. I'm like, it's every every five minutes, like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, I noticed. I noticed your 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 social media post. Uh, started to just be about the trip, um, but there was one in particular, and uh, maybe I can find it here to pull it up. But uh, you were on, you were on the ship, and it looked like to me, um, and maybe you can describe it, but it looked like to me you guys were eating, and the table over there's a bunch of old white ball sacks. Yeah. Immigration, and I felt I, I was going to tweet about it and say something, but I was like, no, I want to ask him when he comes back on the show about this about this tweet because um, we we know. Uh, there's new news and immigration and all that stuff in this country. But I think the conversation at a higher level is, is much more appropriate than what the exact policies and what the Biden administration is trying to do and what the Republicans are lying about, because that's mm. what they test. Um, but tell us about that conversation as I pull up this tweet here so I can show. Yeah. Up. You know, I mean, we're, we're on a cruise that's four. You got to you got to understand, folks, it's a 14 day cruise. OK, so kids can't really come. I mean, it's just it's during school. You can't yank kids out of school for two weeks. This was an old fucker cruise. It was old folks on this cruise. It really was, man. And uh, so there were what a do you, lot what of do you think the total age would have been. With all the people on the cruise, I mean, what, you, you, how many thousands of years do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't I am, know. The guys, I, listen, the guys in this picture that that you took, and then I'm going to show you. Um, it is hilarious. It was old. hilarious, Tony. You know, like I like to I like to cruise on Carnival. I like a good time. I like I like things hopping and moving and pumping. And I like to take my kids and my grandkids on cruises. So I like a younger 
cruise line. I do. And that's you what Carnival have, you is. Have it's experience with cruises, not just. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we've cruised over the years and, and I've settled on the fact that I like Carnival. I do. I mean, there are great cruise lines out there. Don't get me wrong, but I like Carnival because it's just hopping and pumping. They're pumping music in into every room. And you know what I mean? But this cruise was hilarious. Oh my God. Lord, I were laughing our asses off, man. We were because the sun would go down. And there's they have what they call the Lido deck. And the Lido deck is where the party happens. I mean, there's two bars on either side of it. There's you know a huge sound system and it's pumping and rocking and this that, and the other. The sun would go down on this cruise and the Lido deck would be empty. I mean, it, was, <laughs> it was bedtime, it would be like, is what you're saying. It was like me, Laura, and 25 Indonesian crew people that were like, shh. Don't wake them up. Don't wake them up. <laughs> well, here's here's a few of those um those people who left the Lido deck as you describe it here. This is the picture that you posted. Um and it looks like these they're enjoying their meal across from you is what it appears to be to me. Um from the picture. But uh, you also wrote yeah. a tweet uh, describing their conversation and here's here's what the tweet reads and then you can uh, maybe go into some more detail. Uh, I think I, I thought this was one of the um, craziest things that you sent about your. I mean, I, I again, I was a little jelly, peanut butter and jelly about the beach pictures, you know, that you were getting time away. I, I'd love to have time away where you were at, but I'm glad you went. But here's here's what you said about these couple old guys here, these old white nutsacks. You said these guys are why you can't stop fighting 30 minute anti-immigration bullshit diatribe. Not one actual fact uttered yet. A lot of right-wing fantasy bullshit. It never soaked into these people that we were guests at the last two islands we visited, not citizens. They clearly do not understand citizenship. They do not value. They do not value their own American citizenship. When yeah. they, they don't even clearly understand that they were visiting and they were there as non-citizens on these islands. They really don't get it. They really think they own everything. Everything they touch is theirs. Everything they touch is for them and by them. And it's only for them. And that is it. Is that the sense you got? Yeah. Oh, tell me the story. Well, look, man, like I was saying, just the demographic on the cruise meant that there were going to be a lot of old Trumpers on this cruise. And, the, and these guys were just an example. I'm not picking on these two guys. They were there with their wives. There's a reason I didn't get up and say something. They were there with their wives just sitting there, but they went on this diatribe. And it just, Laura and I just sat there and looked at each other because we keep up with events. We keep up with what's going on. We actually know what's going on. And these guys just went on and on and on and just repeated the stupidest bullshit about immigration that you could imagine. And in their hearts, this was pure conviction, man. They really believe this stuff. This is why we have to keep fighting. This is why we have to keep talking. And I'm saying, look, the shit they said is unforgivable. Okay. It really is. They, they, the shit that came out of their mouths is unforgivable. But at some point, we've got to talk to these people. And that's what I left that cruise with, with the understanding is I've always just shut these people out of my life. And, you know, I had a conversation with somebody on about on the cruise about Black Lives Matter and, and got the typical results that you would expect out of that, too. And it was just like, 
They're out there. And if we do not flood the space with real information, we are going to end up with generation after generation after generation like this, because these people sat there and they talked like what they were saying was gospel truth. And it was utter, complete fantasy. And and, and there's just no way around it, Tony. You and I have to keep pumping and anybody else. I mean, listen to what we say. Repeat what we say. Because these people are out there. These guys just, I mean, I cannot stress to you. It was a 30-minute long diatribe about immigration. And it was racist. And it was unfactual. And it was stupid. And it was Trump-filating. And it was just all garbage. You know? And I, I I just don't know how to tell people enough. These people are out there. And we have to. We have to keep fighting. We cannot let up, Tony. Well, and I, I don't think um, we're going to change the minds of these two guys, right? Like you said, you're not going to change their minds uh, at this point. But we have to be louder. We have to be mm-hmm. more amplified than they are. And that's why we have to be unified in our messaging and our narrative. Uh, I talk about messaging and narrative all the time here and why it is so important for liberals in this country or yeah. people who are pro-democracy to not be scared of the word liberal lowercase l and that knowing that liberalism is strength and that is how we fight back that is how we fight back and we fight back with one voice that is for democracy um and and we lean into it we don't we don't take this defeatism attitude we don't take this idea that somehow democrats are 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 coming from a point of weakness when it's truly the republicans in this country with no conscience with no policy, with no platform and no principle that are coming from a place of weakness. I mean, look, just look at this fucking story about George Santos this morning. The Republicans are are going to are trying to take him off committees only because Texas Paul, they don't want to answer for it in interviews. They don't give a shit if George Santos is on committees or not. They don't care if he's in Congress. He's one of them. He's a fucking liar and a fraud. What they care about is they don't want to look bad when they have to answer questions about it, right? That's it. That's all it is. Full stop. That's why they love Trump because they never have to look bad in front of their in front of the fucking tail that wags the dog because the tail that wags the dog loves that lying cheating fraud. For whatever reason, George Santos just didn't meet the bar. I mean, I know what it is. I know what it is, Texas Paul. You want to know why the tail that wags the dog in the America First Nazi Party doesn't like and appreciate the lies that Santos told? Do you know why? Tell me, my friend. His name. His name. His name, skin color, and that he has claimed to be an LGBTQ community member. That is why. That full stop, 100%, this toxic masculinity shit, he destroyed that with those lies. He completely destroyed that that absolute uh, wedge that he had in the America First Nazi Party. It's what it is. Full stop. He can't get away from it. He won't walk away from it. And the tail that wagged the dog will walk away from him because of that. 100% they'll walk away from them because of that. It's what it is. And you can you can him haul all you want about what lie and what fraud and all this shit, but he has not told any lie or done any fraud or any grifting than any other fucking Republican. And they're all there in Congress. Hell, they're in Congress because their districts and their gerrymandering are based on fucking lies. That's based on lies. 
Well, there's there's two things with George Santos that are happening right now that has Kevin McCarthy scared as hell. And and the first one is Mother Jones has done incredible work. If you're not reading Mother Jones, really, you need to follow them on Twitter. They're 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 a great publication. They're, they really are. Uh, David Corn over there and 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 the crew have been digging into George Santos's campaign donations. And they have really been uncovering that a lot of his major donors, well, don't exist. They, they're not real people. The addresses they gave that they live at don't exist. So we've got a serious criminal case coming their direction that can't be ignored because, hell, the DOJ doesn't even really have to do a lot of digging on it. They're being handed the information from from Mother Jones, which is, like I said, they are real journalism outfit. I, I, I want to... I want to stress this with the whole Megan Kelly thing where she wrote journalist on her her job title when she was going after Dr. Jill Biden and 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 the fact that she called herself a journalist. I am not a journalist, people. I am a commentator. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am a commentator. Journalists are a special class of highly trained people that do amazing work. And Mother Jones and David Korn, they are journalists. And they are really digging into George Santos. That's number one. Okay. Number two, George Santos caused several Republicans to cross over and vote with Democrats to keep Ilhan Omar on committees. They wouldn't say, okay, we can have George Santos on committees, but not Ilhan Omar. She has not committed a crime. You know, and, and it's really becoming a a problem with his own within his own caucus that George Santos is being put on these committees. So they sat down and had to come to Jesus meeting and Kevin McCarthy told him you're off. Right. Well, I, I mean, that I, I would bet that the conversation went something like this. And again, we're not journalists, but I'm a commentator and I can commentate on these people are totally predictably unpredictable. And here's what Kevin McCarthy said. Hey, you know, how I promised you you're going to stay in Congress as long as I can possibly keep you in Congress. The only way to do that is for you to be off committees at this point and you to go low key. You to just not do you're anything. damn right about that. You not have to go. You not have to come to the Capitol. You not have to work. Just hide. That's all I want you to do is fucking hide. Don't get in front of microphones. Don't talk to the press. Just fucking hide and you'll remain a congressperson. And that I I and and the only reason why is because Kevin McCarthy is gonna need George Santos to come to the floor because they don't do proxy voting. Well, they changed the rules for proxy voting, which is gonna cause them to, if they need to pass something, to actually in rules committee change the proxy voting rule for that specific bill. I can explain that in more detail of how that works if people want to know. Uh, but just know this. The way the way that the Republicans have forced the rules here, they are going to force George Santos to have to come to the floor and vote for things as opposed to vote by proxy, which in in true Republican fashion, they are the dog that caught the fucking car. Right. I mean, this is always yeah. their This is always their trouble. And that and you're right. Kevin McCarthy is the dog that caught the car with George Santos. He absolutely needs George Santos. He had to have George Santos to be speaker and he needs to continue to support him, rather it be in public or in private. But he has mm-hmm. to keep George Santos as a congressperson. He has to. He, he he has no choice at this point because that is the deal that he made. And let me tell you something. Because- you want. You get one motherfucker pissed off, one motherfucker pissed off at him, and he is not speaker anymore. 
So just to remind folks, if you don't know why, what Tony's saying here is absolutely true. George Santos is from New York. If he steps down, his replacement is a Democrat. And, you know, they, Kevin McCarthy just it. does not have the majority. They can't afford to lose the seat. So George Stanton, Kevin McCarthy is tied to George Santos. George Santos is tied to Kevin McCarthy. And, folks, I'm going to make him pay for it. Tony's going to make him pay for That's it. Right. I mean, they put these people in office. They use their machine, obviously their funding machine, to put this man in office, and they deserve to pay for it 100% of the way. Right. Every single minute of every single day. Uh, here's a... Here's a, uh, 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 this is, I think this is from this morning. You see Ted Lou and uh, Peter Aguilera here standing and they're being asked about George Santos. And I believe this is where they're being asked about him coming off committees. And this is his answer. Let's listen. I'm just struck by the, the chaos, confusion, um, dysfunction uh, of the Republican conference. They defended putting him on committees and now they're announcing that he's not going to serve on a committee. So I just don't, I don't understand what the, the play of the day is. Uh, we have said from the very beginning that George Santos is not fit to serve uh, on any committees. Um, uh, Republicans defended him. So he, he goes on there. I mean, obviously he's going to make the same case that we're making. It's just not going to be as quite as poignant as we are because Aguilar is serving. And the point, he, the point he makes is completely valid, Tony. I mean, the, the amount of chaos and ridiculousness that just what you were talking about with the, with the proxy voting, that's going to disappear. That whole demand right there is going well, away. but it's not. But it's not textbook because here's what's going to happen. Right. If Kevin McCarthy needs a specific bill to pass on the floor and he knows he's going to need proxy votes to do it, because every bill before it works its way to the floor will work its way through the rules committee because there are the House rules and then there are the rules for when a bill goes to the floor of the House. Um, and you can skip over that committee. That's what Nancy Pelosi tried to do. And Kevin McCarthy tries to explain it as, oh, well, they they wouldn't even bring bills into committees. Well, no, they would skip the rules committee because they would just use the House rules for the floor rules for that bill, you fucking idiot. And and but the, the problem here is that Kevin McCarthy is going to have is he literally here. And, and of course, his sheep, the, the, the MAGA sheep are not going to pay attention to this. What's going to happen is a bill's going to go to the rules committee. The rules committee is going to know that Kevin McCarthy needs proxy votes to pass that bill. If he needs it passed, if he, cause it doesn't matter if it passes or not, right? It's all visual. It's all theater anyways, but they need it to pass for the theater. So if they need proxy voting to pass that bill just for the theater, they're going to change the proxy voting in the rules committee before that bill hits the house floor for debate. And the, and the thing is, is that there's going to be proxy votes and the American people are not even going to fucking pay attention because most of the American people don't know what proxy voting is. They don't know why the house rep representatives actually exactly. does proxy voting, but exactly that, what I'm saying. In the dark, that whole we're going to take right. proxy voting thing away is going bullshit. to die. Right. Yeah, because there's too many people in his own caucus that they I mean, they're conducting business in D.C. They don't want to have to be on the floor constantly. They want to be able to proxy vote. They want to be able to do that. They're not getting rid of proxy voting. It's just not yeah. happening. Right. And, and again, it's always it's always just uh, the fraud. And and again, why we're surprised and, 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 and Aguilera kind of points it out here. Of, of the chaos, but it's not really chaos. I mean, it's of their own doing, right? Like they, they create these, th these manufactured crisis 
that caused this chaos inside of their party. And the reason why is because their manufactured crisis are never tied to the truth. The prime example is the stupid 87,000 IRS agents. That was the first thing they did, right? Oh, they fired 87,000 IRS. And I bet you go on that ship that you were on and you talk to half the people and ask how they felt about Republicans firing the 87,000 IRS agents. Be like, yeah, that was a great thing. Yeah, they need to stand up against Biden and the IRS. And I don't want people coming and investigate me. We need to fire all. We need to get rid of all the IRS. So much so that the Republican Party is introducing legislation or trying to get legislation introduced, which won't go anywhere, of a 30% sales tax, which... The people fucking yelling and screaming for two years about inflation, just vote them in and they'll fix your inflation problem. Want to inflate the price of your goods and services by 30%. It just, they they don't give a fuck about truth. And the reason why is because they know that the tail that wags the dog is not paying attention to the truth. They got them so distracted with laptops and, 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 and other and Joe Biden's Corvette that's got documents in it. They got them so distracted by that shit that these people couldn't see the light of day, let alone know what proxy voting is or know how our fucking government works. Yeah, folks. And if you're hearing my voice, okay, just domestic, just if you just look at the demographics, this whole 30% taxing Tony's talking about, I'm telling you, you are not paying 30% in federal taxes. You are not. If you're hearing my voice, you are not. Your tax bracket may be up in 30%, but your your real taxes, your adjusted taxes are closer to about 12 to 14%. And folks, that 30% number they're recommending is a hard number. And if you are one of the people in this country, which is, you know, 50% of the population that spends every nickel they earn, okay, that means that's a 30% tax on you, you can't avoid. Well, sales tax is a tax on poor people. It doesn't matter how you shake it. It doesn't matter what the tax is for. It doesn't matter what the benefit is to those people. A sales tax is a tax on poor people. And the reason why mm-hmm. is because it's a higher percentage of their income than the people in the high income brackets. Because the yeah. to, to say that, that folks that are in higher income bracket income brackets are buying more goods than people in lower. That's such a bunch of bullshit. There's only so much shit that one person can consume. And I, and, and, and I get that. Oh, well, uh, uh, rich billionaires buy refrigerators too. Yeah, but they don't buy warehouses of refrigerators. And when they do, it's in a business deal. It's wrapped up in a, in an S corp and they're not even paying personal tax on it and they're not paying sales tax. It's, it's a, it's a fucking, it's a, it's a, uh, a goddamn wholesale deal, not a goddamn retail deal. They're not buying thousands of refrigerators and washing machines just because they're fucking rich. That is such a bunch of shit that somehow people buy way more food. No, they do not. They do not. And it ends the employer contribution to Medicare and Social Security, which which ends effectively ends Medicare and Social Security, which is what they really want to do. They want you to be poor and they want you to not have a safety net. And the reason why is because then you'll look towards an authoritarian to fix your problems. Again, they're always projecting. When they talk about the Democratic Party, they're like, oh, Democrats get woke people to rely on them and give them free things. That is such a bunch of horse shit. That is wrong in, in, in and of itself. Medicare and Social Security is not free, not fucking free, never has been free, never should be free. It is not an entitlement. 
It is, it is a benefit that you pay into, that you earn in this country. And you earn it in several different ways, but it is a earned benefit in this country. You mm-hmm. pay for it. And this idea, this idea that the left and, and liberals somehow want free shit is a bunch of bullshit. It, it's nonsense. What they want is they want the top 1%, the rich donor Republican class in this country to live scot-free so that they get to yeah. give them as much money as they possibly can. And along those lines, Tony, uh, exactly what I said. If you're hearing my voice, there's a strong chance, given the demographics in this country, the demographics in this country, you're going to pay a 30% tax, okay? Because you're spending almost everything you make and everything you make, everything you buy will be taxable. So your tax rate will be 30%. They calculated out uh, uh, Jeff Bezos' predicted taxes under this 30% flat tax, this fair tax. It was like 0.002% of his income. You're going to pay 30% of your income. He's going to pay 0.00002% of his income. Right. And they call that a fair tax when Jeff Bezos is using a hundred thousand times the amount of the, of the infrastructure here in the United States, than you are right. He has fleets of vehicles using our roads. You have what two, two. Well, and that's the ultimate goal too, is to get rid of uh, corporate tax, get rid of tax on businesses to get rid of self self self-employment tax. Also, uh, to tear down Medicare and Social Security, but also get rid of capital gains tax. Their goal is to tax you into oblivion so they don't have to tax people who don't want to be taxed, who have tax problems. Now, look, folks, when you when you earn enough income that you and, and if you go talk to a real accountant that knows anything about the tax code, when you go talk to a real accountant and you have an actual tax problem because you're making too much income, you're in good financial shape. And if you cannot manage your life around those tax problems because you have too much income, you are a fucking bonehead. I mean, that that just is the simple fact of the matter. In most parts of the country, if you have a tax problem because you have too much income and it is causing tax problems because you have too much money, that is not a problem. But they see it as a problem because they see it as how do I how am I going to keep more of the money that I owe? How am I going to keep more of the percentage that is fair, actual fair? And that's why they call it a fair tax, Texas, Paul. It's always projection. It's always the bullshit opposite of what they actually want is they know it's an unfair tax. So that's what they call it. So the sheep are like, oh, well, that's fair. That's fair. Everybody plays their share. Everybody pays their, I mean, rich people are buying 400 refrigerators a year because they're rich. That's so stupid. What a dumb idea this is. Um, Speaking of dumb ideas and boneheads, here's Steve Scalise. This just happened uh, at this press conference. Let's see what he has to say about Santos. Yeah. It looks like we're going to hear from Elise Stefanik, which she supported him. Elise Stefanik endorsed George Santos in his run for Congress. Let's listen. Steve Scalise is very reluctant to give away the microphone, but he's definitely going to give it away here, Texas Paul. 
Yeah. All of my colleagues. There he goes. <laughs> in New York State, uh, I supported George Santos as the nominee, and the people of his district voted to elect him. Now, we just uh, got out of conference, and George has voluntarily removed himself uh, from committees as he goes through this process. Again, that's a lie. That's a bull faced lie. He didn't just be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to step aside. Bullshit. Mm hmm. Bullshit. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, and, and polling as of this morning, 70% of the people in his district want him out of office so they can have some real representation. And we need to make the Republican fucking party pay for this. Pay continuously. Everybody in that district needs to know the Republican party put this shit show together. They utilize their funding apparatus to put this fucker in office. They ran the fast one by him. And because of the Republican party for two years, the people in that district will not have any leadership or representation in Congress. And they know, they know what they did and they did it intentionally because they didn't think anyone would notice. They didn't think the Republicans that the constituents that voted for him would notice because listen, they do not notice all the lies and bullshit and fraud that this clown on your screen, Elise Stefanik, has piled on top of her constituents. They haven't noticed that fraud and that bullshit and that nonsense and those lies. They haven't noticed those. So why would they notice Santos? So they didn't have a problem with Santos until the constituents started to have a problem with Santos. And that that's the rub here, Texas, Paul, is that the constituents are calling for him to be fucking removed. And that's where they're getting in bad shape because they need that fucking district. Like you said, they need New York's third, even in 2024 to, to make Kevin McCarthy or whoever is the speaker at the time, which it probably won't be Kevin McCarthy, but whoever is the speaker at the time um, from the 118th Congress to 119th Congress, they're going to need New York's third. They have to have that seat. They are not going to be able to give away that seat. And if they piss these constituents off enough, those constituents are going to vote for a Democrat just to fuck with them, I think. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but we'll see. Let's listen to what else this fraudster on the screen, uh, who is who is really good at fraud, talks about uh, lies about the uh, the not so good at fraud, George Santos. Ultimately, voters decide. And uh, I'm very proud that in New York State, we flipped five districts to help deliver us the majority. She's very proud. Uh, and ultimately, voters make this decision about who they elect to Congress. Again, and and Stefanik is play itself out. I've already commented on this numerous times. Uh, oh, my God. So she's very proud that she got George Santos elected and that she tricked those constituents into believing George Santos's lies. And she's very proud that she did that. And, and the, like you said, the entire America First Nazi Party apparatus got behind George Santos and convinced those voters of those lies so they would vote for him. They're very proud of it, Texas Paul. What a disgusting yeah. piece of Steph shit. Stefanik is shit, though. She really is shit. Gas stove Stefanik. She's one of those people that led that bullshit thing about gas stoves and the, the we're going to take your gas stoves. Nobody said that. They said ventilate your fucking house. You know, I mean, it's just one thing after another, after another, after another with Stefanik, except leadership, except governing, except doing her job. You know, she's just a waste of time. And our people say, why don't things get done? Elise Stefanik. That's why. That's why things don't get done. Republic. She's a Republican. She's a Republican. And Elise Stefanik went to Washington as if she was going to be some kind of pushback on Trump. And she genuflected to Trump. And I don't know. I have no evidence of this. I'm just snowballing here. Madison Cawthorn. Madison Gawthorne got kicked out of Congress because he talked about the cocaine sex orgies. 
that he was supposed to keep secret on a podcast and they fucking they boosted him from Congress by primarying him. I don't know who is at those cocaine sex orgies. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just saying that it seemed like they were Republican type uh, gatherings. So it would probably be Republicans that were there. And at least Stefanik is a Republican. I'm just saying, I don't know anything specific. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I, I don't know if those stories have anything to do with each other. Uh, speaking of blackmail. Oh my God. Speaking of blackmail, blackmail is trending <laughs> on Twitter right now. I did not plan that. I swear to you. I didn't plan that, but um, there's a clip. I don't know if you've seen this clip of Lindsey Graham last night on Fox News. I don't know which oh, fucking God. trader TV show he's on. Um, but, you know, we talked about this yesterday on the show uh, that, that Grandpa Poopy Pants is really he's coming hard after Ron DeSantis. Because here's my take on it. And I think you listen to my first 30 minutes here, Texas, Paul, is mm-hmm. that. Ron DeSantis is only laying in wait in case something happens, right? He's not going to strike unless something happens with Trump and his candidacy. There is no way Ron DeSantis can go against Trump and his movement. The only way is if Trump allows him to run at this point. Something happens to Trump and Trump's like passes the baton off to DeSantis, but he's really, he's kind of banging up that chance too. There's no way Ron DeSantis in his position as the governor of Florida where he can present his fascism right out in the open for all MAGA to see every single day in Florida. There's no way he's going to give up that mantle to lose to Donald Trump in a primary when he could just lay in wait, be the governor after he's governor in 2026. He can announce his run for president and he can try to take the mantle of 2028 because he definitely doesn't want to run against the current president, Joe Biden. No way would Ron DeSantis want to run against Joe Biden. Uh, he's going to let Donald Trump lose to Joe Biden at this point. Uh, the, again, the only thing I think he's doing is laying in wait just in case he's doing just enough to be a viable nominee. If Trump, I don't know, like you said, chokes on a fucking Big Mac or something. I, I I agree with you that DeSantis doesn't really want to be the candidate this time around because, uh, well, a, an incumbent president pretty much well has to be an ultimate fuck up. I mean, Trump losing. The reason Trump talked so much shit was he had about a three percent chance of losing in his reelection bid. It, it, it just almost never, ever, ever happens that an incumbent president loses. And Biden's doing a great job. Hell, the, the, uh, the uh, ECI, the um, uh, uh, Employment uh, Cost Indicator, came out today. You know, it's it's one of the things that the Fed looks at for it's one of their primary tools that they use to determine uh, interest rates going forward. And it looks like uh, all the indicators show that inflation's down. Biden's looking great. So, no. But, but no, but, but that's, that's DeSantis because, doesn't want to be the, the standard barrier right. this time well, around. He that's doesn't because the reason why Democrats are decent on the economy and decent on governing is because um, they're serious people and they take these issues seriously at heart for the American people, not for the few, but for the American people. And I know a lot of people out there are like, oh, the Democrats are the exact same. Both sides are the same. Bull fucking bullshit. You're such a fucking liar. TYT, you are such a god, you're such a bunch of liars that Democrats are the same old fucking shit as Republicans. That is nonsense. Absolute, 
utter nonsense. And you just compare, you just compare the, the, the market conditions under Trump for four years and the market conditions under Biden for four years and understand exactly. And, and you can even go back to the market conditions when, when Barack Obama took over uh, in his administration of, of, of the executive branch in 2008 and the market conditions then, I don't know if you remember, I don't remember the great economic conditions when Barack Obama took over, but he was the, the, the months before when he was a senator, as he was running, he had to vote to save our country from economic collapse. So yeah. the idea and, and then the conditions that these presidents take over and the ability for Democrats to pull the American people and the and the American the country uh, into a position where their economic status is much better is is always the key to a democratic administration. And the only reason why is because there's a little low bar called decency, and the both parties are not the same because the Democratic Party, at its core, just reaches the bar of human fucking decency, and that's. Sort of what it takes to govern for the people. That's sort of what it takes. I don't know. Maybe Gabe Sanchez agrees. Finally, he's here. Hey, Gabe Sanchez. Wow. Sorry. Had, some, had, had to deal with <laughs> some stuff in the apartment. Everyone's been wondering where you're at. So, yeah, well, upstairs neighbor had a leak and then they had to come in. Oh, my gosh. Go into the wall and figure out what's going on. Oh, man. Well, so they'll be back later. But right now I'm like in this space of quiet. I so. think I think <laughs> I think it's just some deep state conspiracy that Soros is. Uh, planting some kind of 5G for your booster or something in your yeah, I mean, I like, just, I I want to make I'm sure just that when I walk through here, my I'm apartment, yeah, I, well, I just, you know, you know, people are like, oh, you're, radi- you're radiating vibes, that kind of feel like I'm <laughs> radiating 5G. I just want to make sure I've got uh, extenders throughout my whole house that make sure that I'm going everywhere and oh, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing the 5G to the whole apartment. You know, that's good. That's good. That's good. Why well, I, I, you're just in time because uh, we were talking about blackmail and blackmail is trending because uh, we were talking about possibly why at least Stefanik is genuflex to MAGA now. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, she supported George Santos. Uh, you've done a piece on George Santos. I know you're writing a what was that right now on yep. George Santos. Um, but the news this morning is George Santos is walking away. But I want to go to the blackmail key of this. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of blackmail, it doesn't seem like anyone's more blackmailed in Washington than Senator Lindsey Graham, or as uh, some folks in Washington know him as Lady G. Um, this is hilarious because we were talking about the DeSantos or De, DeSantos. See, Christ, see, see, I did it oh before. God, it's very easy to to go DeSantos. DeSantis, Santos, it's right. They're fucking lying scumbags, so it's not hard to confuse them. But here, Lindsey Graham is trying to figure out a way to put on his Cheeto dust knee pads and get. Did you say uh, what did you say earlier, Texas ball? Was it Trump, Trump, fellatio, MAGA fellatio? What did you call it? Fascist fellatio? I don't know what you called it. Anyways, uh, there was something you said. (laughs) I'm going to have to rhyme the tape and find that because that was beautiful. Um, But. Here's Lindsey Graham trying to manage this whole DeSantos or DeSantis, whichever you prefer, and Trump feud and figuring out where he lies. I mean, he has he has to support Trump. He has no choice because God knows what Trump has on him speaking of blackmail. But let's let's listen. Now, we need to get ready for a real spirited contest. Now, why Trump? Now, you mentioned like DeSantis. If you try to tell me that Ron DeSantis is not a good governor in Florida, I'm not going to listen to you. If you try to tell me, hey, hey, Lindsey Graham, Ron DeSantos 
I'm going to call him that from now on. Ron right. DeSantis right. is such a pile of shit, and he is the worst governor in any state that he would get elected in, not just Florida. So, you know, good luck with that. Let, let's continue. Mike Pompeo is not qualified to be president. I'm not going to listen to you because I think he is. I am for Trump, not because of the flaws of anybody else. I'm for Donald Trump because I know what I'm going to get. We need somebody that on day one can get this country back on track, that can secure our border and bring order out of chaos. Does it look like Texas, Paul, does it look like someone's holding a gun at his face? Like he's looking up (laughs) above the camera like there's he's not looking at the camera because. Most of these politicians are pretty trained to look dead and do the lens, but he's kind of looking over the camera like there's someone there with, you know, trying to entice him in a certain way. A picture of him and his, and his boyfriend. I mean, it's, <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, it's like this is so the, you're, the so you're worst saying, you're saying that kept it's secret the in Washington. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's the worst kept secret in Washington D.C. And I do, I do not know why Lindsey Graham doesn't just. Come out. I mean, you know, you, it would be much I, easier, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, for God's sake, it's 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 2023. Nobody cares. Well, nobody I mean, cares. I, there are there are people who care. It's just not uh, the well, they, majority they, of Americans. Well, that, yeah, and there are there are people who care, and they care in a in a very sick, obsessive way about other people. Uh, you know, like. It's just, you know, even from the candy, uh, you know, gender, genitalia, what bathroom you can use. Let me give your child a physical exam before they can actually play a sport. Uh, and mind you, those are small kids, you know, people just want to take a peek for a minute or more, you know, uh, that's the Republican way, right? Whatever way they can get away with being creeps under the law, right? And erasing history, they'll do it. And it's no different here. But yeah, it's unfortunate that we live in a a moment in time, uh, or at least with a party that is unwilling to accept just people as being people, right? It's a way of life. And instead of just saying, hey, you do your thing and I'll do my thing and mind 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 your your own business. business. (laughs) They can't do that. They have, they're, they are, if Twitter was, uh, was a human, right? Was an actual person. The Republican Party. I thought Party, it was. I thought Elon Musk has now no, no, AI'd no, 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 no. himself into. I think. I think. Tw- I oh. think if you take Twitter and you bring it into a physical embodiment, like a person, mm-hmm. th- it would be the Republican Party because there is no one that is nosier than the Republican <laughs> Party on Twitter. You can just interject and be like, "Well, actually," and you can go into someone else's conversation. I mean, that's what Twitter is, right? You're just interjecting your own own perspective, own opinion, own take on someone else's thing that may have not asked for it. Just saying, Hey, here's the thing of a dog. And you're like, Oh, you know, and they do something that's crazy and something that's just like completely asinine. But that is, I think, I think Twitter or Republican, the Republican party is the physical embodiment of Twitter because they follow the same type of nosy behavior where it's like, who asked you? No one wanted you to give your perspective, but you gave it anyway, unsolicited, unwanted, undesired, but you still do it. And Lindsey Graham, unfortunately, is within that party that they say what is good and what is bad, you know, the, the real Christian way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, he unfortunately lives in that and he has to kind of go, okay, well. And well, then he's in the back line in South Carolina. I said it earlier. Santos, not to be confused with the OG Santos, Trump, or DeSantos, but George Santos, 
uh, in New York's third, the one that uh, has, quote, voluntarily kicked himself off committees. Yeah, right. Um, the reason why they they hate him more than they hate any other fraudster liar in the Republican Party, like I don't know, Jim Jordan or Matt Gantz mm-hmm. or Lauren Boeber or Marjorie Taylor Greene is because, number one, his name and the color of his skin and that he has at one point said that he is part of the LGBTQ community. Those two things are just not as tolerable as Jim Jordan's whiteness, Matt Gatt's whiteness, Lauren Boebert. I mean, she's a woman, so is Marjorie Taylor Greene, but, you know, they're they're against women. So, right. you know, you got a key there. So it just, th- there are certain parts of Santos's lies in the story that he has lied about and told, which, again, I'm not saying whether he is or he isn't. Who the fuck knows? No one knows who this guy is. Literally, he doesn't even know who the fuck he is at this point. He's told so many goddamn lies. But I'm saying that stuff is so untenable that they can't live with the other fraud and grifting and lies that Republicans normally tell anyways. That's that's the difference. Well, not the difference, I guess you would say. Just like Lindsey Graham, if he would come out uh, and, and, and like you said, the worst kept secret in Washington – and Texas Paul, that he is, um, he is part of the LGBTQ community in secret, which you know, everyone one lived their life the way reason, they want. There's one theory that the reason that uh, Miss Lindsay can't come out is because it's when the dam breaks, uh, people start looking, and there's some shit there that's just unforgivable maybe some people that were a little bit too young a little bit oh, too. oh i see so so um, he is a typical republican but that's just rumor well that's i mean yeah. there's 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 oh, there's rumors there's and fire, news about yeah. matt Getz the same way right and and uh his his quote stepson Nestor um and other staffers and um yeah. he's not adopted know. he's just fostering him that's the way i like to put well it. He's, wh- he's just oh, fostering because he's not actually adopted oh, Grooming? Is that what you mean? Yeah, you yeah, mean yeah. Grooming. Oh. Which, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw last night, but Matt Gates tried to do his whole like, and whether or not this is because he's trying to get out ahead of whatever story is about to drop and potentially investigated by the FBI. But he did do. He has been doing a little bit of press tour. He was on the beat with Ari Melber last night, trying to course correct and say that political violence is bad, and I did not ask for a pardon. And I was totally fine, and I did not actually traffic those women and have sex with underage women. It was a whole thing. I don't know if you guys saw last night. Well, I'm just yeah. playing this on silent as you say that because that's exactly what they're a lot doing. Of Jesus. Air, air quote. Dude, he, it's like he's trying to land a plane. Boo-boo, walking it's, through the forest. You I just, that when you're a kid, it looks like it looks like. Uh, Don Jr. is like on the runway tarmac and he's like, all right, bring the plane in this way. Well, he's done. He's done a different. This is a different version than his normal bunny ear videos, because this is um, if you look down in the corner, it says Project Veritas down here. Oh, God. Um, And then uh, I guess this is his podcast. Now, I was is this the same thing that he was doing before now it's just it's just part of the veritas network or some shit i don't know about that i know that he did just launch one on rumble and his first interview was with kevin mccarthy so i think it's called triggered like that's the name of the podcast (laughs) is that the name of his his book yeah the book that they did you say grinder yeah yeah i said grinder yeah yeah i said grinder 
No, 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 no. We're, we we moved from Lindsey Graham to Donald Trump, Texas, Paul. You're still that cold medicine is still uh, messing with yeah. your mind. You you, you no, didn't. You I held just on thought he the, said he did. He opened his podcast on Grinder. I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Gold move, Cotton. Let's see how it works out for you. I mean, uh, you know, a whole demographic. Who knows? Maybe people are into bunny ears more than we well, think. Speaking of alpha males and not knowing shit and Grinder, um, Nick Adams. You know, I like the. I you know, I like the. Um, uh, you know, just toe over this guy. Here's what here's what he tweets this morning. I I don't he doesn't know a goddamn thing about anything, but this is I find this hilarious. He said, "Want to ruin a liberal's day? Okay, let's hear it, Nick. Go ahead, ruin my day, motherfucker." He said, "Order your coffee with real milk, milk instead of soy or oat fluid." Okay, first off, most <laughs> most motherfuckers don't drink coffee in their are their milk in their fucking coffee, Nick. Most people, I just drink the shit black. And if you can't drink it black, what makes you an alpha male there, Nick? But here's what I said, because I think if people want to put milk in their coffee, fine, whatever. doesn't take away from your masculinity because cow's milk, Nick, won't make your dick bigger there, snowflake. Masculinity is a personality trait, not what milk choice you make. I am sick and tired of these fucking toxic motherfuckers claiming masculinity. I am sick of it. And I am sick of people's acting like masculinity in and of itself, especially these fucking self-proclaimed alpha males, which makes them automatically beta saying that masculinity is automatically, that has to be toxic and it can only be toxic. That's the only way that masculinity exists. That is such horseshit. And of course, you know, I'm making fun of him here because yeah. he wants his dick to be bigger. That's why he thinks drinking fucking um, cow's milk makes his wiener bigger or some stupid shit or makes him more attractive to women. Who God knows why this guy thinks that cow's milk, when you put it in your coffee, which is an, an a very small amount in your coffee, unless you're putting coffee in your milk is different Look, from people, soy. I, and I take my coffee very seriously. Okay. And I just <laughs> want to tell you when you get somebody like Nick Adams, that says, you know, tries to talk about how people like me think, you know, you know, it's just going to go off the rails. I mean, for instance, if Nick Adams were to come near my black coffee with his fucking almond juice, because it's not milk, you know, there's no titty on an almond, okay? And it's <laughs> almond juice. And if he comes near my fucking black coffee with almond juice, I'm going to take that almond juice and I'm going to shove it right up his fucking ass. Well, because I am saying, telling you, oh, I have had a fucking enough of these fucking titty flopping Republican fat ass fuckwits telling me what's supposed to be masculine and not masculine. You know what's fucking masculine? Shutting the fuck up. That's right. masculine. Right. Well, Learn something. I mean, they they truly believe that. And, and again, it's this Trumpism shit and this MAGA movement where the more toxic you are, the more masculine you are. And this is the mm -hmm. whole Nick Fuentes and this whole fucking America first movement that, again, Matt Gatz, the more toxic you are, the more masculine you are, which is just categorically not true toxic masculinity is not a good representation of, of of being a man it just isn't look i don't know do you guys follow george Hahn? george Hahn is hilarious you like george Hahn? he's fucking hilarious uh he, he he's a gay man who lives in new york city right oh my god liberal of the liberal he's one of the he's one of the libtard dude post videos every morning of him shaving he posts pictures 
of his suits. Motherfucker is the most manned up dude on Twitter. I love George Hines' account. And, and to think, to think that that's not masculinity is because it's not toxic is fucking just mind-blowing. Mind-blowing that they have no idea what machismo actually is. Right. They think it's the toxic, the, the toxic masculinity is the only type of manned well, up Trump. Yeah, they, they think that if I treat other people like shit, then that makes me better, right? Instead of respecting another human or respecting women or respecting a marginalized community or trying to, you know, support them and uplift them, they think Republicans and and you know Nick Fuentes or you know Nick Adams in this uh, in this case believes that if you treat other people like shit and you you seem more important because again it's all a facade in terms of like that if I make you feel like shit and I push you down and I as a result seem bigger and better and taller and wiser and all this shit. It's not actually true, right? It's the idea that you have to lift your shitty self up by pushing someone else down. It's like when the Titanic sank, right? And people are fucking trying to, trying to, you know, stay afloat and they're pushing other people down to use them as their like flotation device to keep up above water to get air. That is the Republican party. That is Nick Adams. They will push other other people down, toss them aside, you know, by whatever means necessary, get them arrested, killed, whatever, as long as they survive and they are above water and are able to breathe, you know, barely, obviously. But if you treat other people like shit, you know, and you don't respect them and you don't actually, you know, hold these Christian values that the Republican Party talks about, then you'll then you are, in fact, alpha male. You are fucking you know, fucking from your small little balls. Oh, you know, you just like gotta, you just gotta feel it. What's the sound that they make from their small uh, little balls? Yeah, you know, their small little oh, balls. That's the sound they Look, make when line. they're like fucking revving up. Bottom line, you want to talk about masculinity? I'll t- I'll tell you who represents masculinity to me. Okay, Pete Buttigieg. That dude is. 100% will fucking throw hands. I guarantee you he will, but he, that's not where his go-to is. He's, he doesn't, he controls his temper. He controls his emotions. He's extremely intelligent, but he takes shit off. Nobody that's masculinity. You know who else represents masculinity? Barack Obama. You know, you don't have to be a fucking dirtbag piece of shit to represent masculinity. I am not the best example of masculinity. I have, impulse and temper control problems okay no these, these there you. are examples is that why you have a cussing pond is that why you have a cussing pond is because you gotta get those impulses out sorry i didn't mean to i'm just wondering and, about that no i'm pond. telling you it's cold as shit outside i just ran water in the bathtub a little while ago and just had at it man i'm telling <laughs> you got my cussing pond inside i'm telling you i am not the best example of masculinity okay there are men out there that represent masculinity. They are people like Barack Obama, people like Pete Buttigieg, and even people as old as he is, like Joe Biden. The you guy, know else, you know, who else is a, a very um, elderly man who represents masculinity? And and if they want to go to the Christian little uh, part of it, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Yes. 
Jimmy Carter. The guy was a fucking farmer. He was a yeah. goddamn peanuts. peanut farmer, motherfuckers. The guy has built God knows how many houses with his bare fucking hands. You think and they they, they think this is the picture of masculinity. Literally, this is the picture of man. A guy who's never probably touched a fucking hammer in his goddamn life. Ever. Ever. Wouldn't even know how to swing a motherfucking hammer. This guy here. Wouldn't even know how to use a goddamn screwdriver. Have no clue. And he's the picture of masculinity. This is apparently a picture uh, recently from Mar-a-Lago. Look at his shirt. It literally says President Donald Trump on it. Mm, with the presidential seal. going on over there. Well, Do you know why Jimmy Carter's bow-legged? Um, no. I, I hope Because that dude like has that. balls like fucking watermelons, dude. <laughs> I am telling you. This guy, oh, you said he's okay. a peanut farmer. Let me tell you, he's a nuclear engineer, actually. That's right. He is. This man jumped into a fucking nuclear reactor that was going critical and fixed the motherfucker. Do you think I mean, this, this guy would jump? Do you think this guy would come within the hundred miles of a fucking nuclear reactor that was going that was going bunk? Do you think this guy served the way that Jimmy Carter served his country? No. Do you think this no. guy served the way that Pete Buttigieg has served his country? No. Fuck no. Captain Bone Spurs here, Grandpa Poopy Pants, the Cheeto Dust Q and Honor, hell to the fucking no. Hell no. This is not. Hey, Nick Adams, Nick Adams, if you're listening, this fucking schlub right here is not the picture of masculinity. You're deluded. You need to stop. Actually, you know what? Don't don't stop. <laughs> don't don't stop. You, you provide good content. You provide good content. Really, honestly, you do. I can't even believe that your fucking account is real. Um, I want to go to speaking of the Cheeto Dust QAnonor and um, people who are terrified Mm -hmm. Holy shit, this guy is fucking scared this morning. And I don't know if he's got more um, uh, fraud social posts about this, um, but uh, there was one this morning. I, I looked at his first one. I said, dude is scared. Michael Cohen <laughs> knows what in, who what individual one did. Um, here's the statement here that he posted. I think this is significant. That's why I'm going to read it. Um, with respect to the, quote, stormy nonsense, uh, it is very old in caps, and happened a long time ago. So he's admitting it, it happened. He's admitting it happened. Again, long past the very public known and accepted deadline of statute of limitations, which is not true. That is not true. What he's talking about is the event that happened, not the fucking crime with the check. Mm -hmm. That That is not past statutes of limitations, according to the Manhattan DA's office. The event that happened of the payoff, that is long past the limitations. Well, it, because it happened in Texas, if I'm not wrong. I don't remember the exact place that it happened. But he goes on to say, I place a full reliance and judgment on advice of counsel, which he doesn't spell counsel correctly there. Yep, but I, wrong, I, I, wrong counsel. Yeah, but I don't think that's the biggest knock here. The biggest knock here is that the guy's admitting that he did what he did. Yeah. Um, it, well, how could he not? His fucking signature's on the goddamn check. His signature is on the check. He goes on to say who I had every reason to believe had a license to practice law was competent and was able to appropriately provide solid legal services. So not only is he admitting to the crime, he's saying you can't do anything about it. He's also saying that it doesn't matter if a lawyer tells you something and you conspire with the lawyer that's illegal. As long as they're a lawyer, you're fine, which is not 
true. That's mm-hmm. not. Yes. That's not PSA true. to all the audience. That is not true. Right. <laughs> you cannot conspire to commit crimes with the lawyer, and because they're a lawyer, you're not. You're absolved of those crimes. That's a yeah. fucking lie. Now he goes on to say he he came from a good law firm. He's talking about Michael Cohen here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Represented. Uh, he won't say his fucking name. By the way, he's too scared to post and fucking type out Michael Cohen's name on his own social media platform. That's how scared this motherfucker is. Um, He came from a good law firm, represented other clients over the years, and there was no reason not to rely on him as I did. Again, he's fucking terrified. Yeah. Terrified that Michael Cohen knows shit and and can corroborate whatever the new evidence is. Because it appears to me uh, in the story, because we watched as, and I said it in the first half hour, um, the the case against the Trump organization, not Trump personally himself, but the case against Trump organization and the CFO, Alan Weisselberg, um, where they sentenced the Trump organization against 17 counts of fraud that they were found guilty on of $1.61 million, which was the maximum, which only means the judge would have went higher if they could have in that fine and that punishment for the 17 counts of tax fraud that Donald Trump and his business committed against the state of New York. It's crime. It's criminal mm-hmm. charges that they paid for um, during that press conference. And we played it almost live, Gabe Sanchez. Uh, it was just moments after it happened when Alan Bragg uh, came out in front of a microphone to announce those charges and give his opinion. He said, this is the closing of this chapter. Right. And we will open the next chapter, not giving details of what that next chapter would entail. But I, if I could only guess, I don't even think, I don't even think he said the next chapter. He just said this chapter. Chapter. So which was just he, right. he was very ominous. And I was like, this sounds like there's another there's something still, coming. Like, which now we know the grand the jury. The grand it's jury like has Letitia been given. James this morning. I mean, y'all heard the news on that, right? Letitia James just came out and asked the judge to sanction Trump and every one of his kids because they all gave false testimony. And, and they're going to have to answer for it. The judge mm-hmm. is going to take a look at it. And they all gave, and it wasn't even just, you know, spur of the moment, uh, their testimony while they were being questioned, they filed false financial documents with the fucking court, got caught. And Letitia James is saying, Hey man, you know, you, you can't do it. You, do you just this. can't do it. Right. Yeah. Well, um, there's also news down in Georgia. Um, Fannie Willis in that investigation says that charges are imminent. Now, we don't know for who and what charges and how many, but they are imminent. So maybe this week or next week, we'll hear charges in the Georgia election uh, intimidation case. But here, here's another. This one's almost better than the last one. I don't know how it gets better. Um in his frightened little caged animal rants, the, the the shitty diaper rants that he has. But I said, um, Grandpa freaking out this morning about the very old Stormy Daniels case is what I'm here for. Um, here is the, um, here's here, here it is. If the district attorney of Manhattan would spend half as much time trying to solve the murder and violent crime epidemic that is taking place in our once great city, as he does in perpetuating the greatest witch hunt of all time at the behest of the Department of Injustice, D.C., New York would be a much safer place to live and perhaps people would stop leaving in record numbers. Okay, so there's a lot of things that are, uh, well, almost everything is fucking wrong and lies about this. 
number one. Um, the, the whole violent crime epidemic, that's not a, that's a fucking lie. Um, the witch hunt, that is him saying uh, there is something there. I just want you to believe, supporters, that there is nothing there. The idea... The idea that the Department of Justice, this this is what this is the lie in this thing that gets me the most, Texas Wall. He really is saying that the SDNY, the Department of Justice, the, the Southern District of New York, is gonna hand over and use the fucking Manhattan DA's office as some sort of way to prosecute Trump, where the federal statutes are way more clear on this sort of crime. That's why Michael Cohen went to a federal prison Mm -hmm. not a state prison that's that's the issue that he has here and the reason why donald trump is really terrified of this idea of states prosecuting him is because even even if there was some wild attempt from some president somewhere to pardon him in the future they cannot pardon him from state crimes they just can't do it it has to be a governor and he's already pissed off kemp in georgia no way kemp's gonna pardon him from Georgia crimes. And, and we all know in the state of New York, it's all full of liberal libtard Democrats, elitists. Mm-hmm. And there's no way a democratic governor is going to pardon Trump for those state crimes. So he's terrified of that. That's why he keeps, he keeps tying it to the department of justice and SDNY, which again, the SDNY would not give two fucks, two fucks. If, 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 if the Manhattan DA's office wanted to bring charges or not, they would actually right. go to the Manhattan DA's office and say, hey, we're going to file charges. <clears throat> yeah, we're going to file you know, charges. That, that Southern District of New York's really weighing on his mind right now. Because well, yeah. Everything absolutely. that's going on with McGonagall, that's going to come back and bite him in the ass. Mm-hmm. That really is, man. Well, Bar let's talk about that case. For, let's there. talk about yeah. that case for a minute. Give us your opinion on the McGonagall. Um, if, if, if the audience is unaware, the McGonagall case is the as the former FBI official who was in charge of counterintelligence during the 2016 election, and he also was the one who made sure that Rosenstein took counterintelligence out of are off the table for Bob Mueller in his investigation of the Russia collusion case. Um, now he's being charged uh, with laundering uh, Oleg Deripaska's money, who is a Russian oligarch. Um, hmm, seems kind of funny that he was in charge of, I don't know, investigating and keeping track of whether Russia was, I don't know, interfering in our elections. And now he's being paid by Russians. Seems kind of weird to me. It's almost like it's collusion. Mm-hmm. Just saying. And mark my words, this will fuck James Comey. This will, because McGonagall was appointed by Comey. You watch James Comey's ass is in a sling on this one, too. He is coming back into the spotlight. This has just been an awful, awful disaster. We that have been following politics and Rudy and all this crazy shit have always called the New York field office, the FBI field office, Trump land, because there, there has just been awful leaks coming out of that place there have been and and to have comey come out right before an election he knew better he mm-hmm. knew better this is going to come back we're going to find out some dirty shit mcgonagall was was he had access to information folks that you will not believe the cia was losing agents okay they were having agents that were getting killed they knew they had a problem they knew they had a leak mcgonagall got appointed by comey to investigate what was going on because the CIA cannot operate on U.S. soil. Mm-hmm. 
They just can't by, by edict. They cannot operate. So the FBI had to handle this. The guy that handled it was fucking McGonagall. And that guy has been bribed by Oleg Deripaska, who is Putin's right-hand man. And you are going to find out. Th- I mean, this is horrible, folks. Mm-hmm. You talk about tip of the iceberg shit. This is this is going to just blow the... Uh, Charlie Sykes is one of the few Republicans that I, I will actually listen to. He had an article about this from the Bulwark. He said, you know what? Maybe the deep state was real. But it was us, <laughs> you know. I mean, it. I mean, this is really going to be bad. Right. Well, I actually and, ended and, it earlier. Uh, was it last week, Gabe's? I called it the deep shit state. I think that's when. The yeah, la- case, yeah, last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. I called it the deep shit state, uh, Texas ball. And this will also explain why they went after Peter Strzok so bad. Right, but because also. Strzok, yeah. No, sorry. Go on. No, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, you know, people also need to remember Manafort's involvement in this whole thing, right? You've wait, wait, Man- wait, wait. Let's who is Paul Manafort? You're bringing Paul, the name out yeah, of nowhere. You know, Paul, Paul Manafort. I, I forget might, who that scumbag is. Let's you, remind you the know, audience. Might have been someone who is, I don't know, a right hand man to Trump, you know, during the 2016. Uh, it's almost like he ran his campaign or something. Yeah, yeah. It's almost it's like almost he was like- he was running the political <laughs> arm of his campaign where he was like, Oh, I'm gonna have, you know, deals and meetings and this and that. We're gonna get intelligence on this. It's, it's almost like Manafort is the one. One that was in charge um, of his campaign during the Republican National Convention. And Mm -hmm. during the convention, they took a lot of stuff off the table as far as being adversaries towards Russia. It almost feels like that. Almost. Maybe. Kind of. You know, it's almost something where you would you would be like, oh, (laughs) you're you're kind of at the center of this Mueller Russia investigation uh, and we're coming after you. And then you might have Trump that goes, oh, no, 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 no. Don't don't come after him, you know, uh, but also the other thing, too, that you guys brought up earlier, or at least Texas Paul, we're going to talk about. Like, uh, wait, wait, there's one more thing with Manafort. Didn't he receive a pardon? I'm right. Just, and that's yeah. I, and that's what I'm alluding I mean, to when I've got Trump saying, no, 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 not him. Right. Oh, okay. and you've got it. You've got a You've got a guy who Trump comes over and is like, oh, no, 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 wait, don't don't come after him. And in order to not come after him, I will pardon him for his involvement and then but not only that you also have to remember that you have this group which we learned on friday i think is when the new york times kind of bombshell dropped which was the involvement of of Barr and durham having drinks talking about this case investing you know investigating the investigators who are investigating them remember that is the Mm -hmm. republican party's mo it is exactly what they do and in the in the fact that Jim Jordan has a group that is investigating the investigators who investigated them, specifically Trump, over Jan Six, uh, the Mar-a-Lago documents, all of that stuff. Anytime they look into someone that they need to protect, they go, "Whoa, what's whoa, what's your whole uh, what's your whole like in, like what? Why are you guys doing that? Why are you guys looking into the Orange Man? You know." And he's now got that select subcommittee, a brand new one which is looking into the weaponization of the federal government. And there is not a better example of the weaponization of the federal government than Trump and, and Barr going and, look, and, and assigning Durham to look into Mueller and the Russia ties, which then we find out, which we don't know exactly what the financial crimes are, and I'm sure maybe at some point we will, but they revealed that Italian officials came to them and like, look, we have this tip. 
that is so credible and so so damaging or damning that you guys need to look into this. And they looked into it. And then when, you know, in 2019, when Durham opened up an actual investigation around this, everyone just assumed it had to do with the intelligence agencies, the FBI, about this Russia investigation. But because the fact that both of them just kind of kind of dismissed an important fact, which was the criminal investigation was looking into Trump, they didn't say that. So everyone just said, oh, well, it's got to be about the Russia investigation. It's got to be because because this whatever this financial crime was outside the purview of Durham's investigation. And again, it's very weird and and unusual that Bill Barr said, oh, you know what? We'll just throw John Durham on the case, threw him on the case, which again, outside his purview, gave him the, the power to subpoena and do grand juries. So if we're going to talk about Jim Jordan or the rest of the Republican Party throwing this whole fucking hissy fit on the weaponization of the federal government, let's just let's just roll it back to when that investigation opened in 2019, when Italian officials came forward and was like, oh, yeah, uh, he committed these crimes and you guys should look into this. And they they did. And then they were like, ah, we're not going to charge him. Well, of course, yeah. they wouldn't. Go ahead, Texpo. You know, they they uh, you know somebody just made a comment that said uh, John Durham found nothing. Um, no, that's that's no. not true. They John found Durham a lot found, on Trump. Yeah, and I think Richard uh, Richard Steele, the author of the Steele dossier, which is the Steele memos, actually deserves a fucking apology because John Durham verified a lot of what he said, mm-hmm. and he found crimes that involved Trump. Bill Barr stepped on, squashed that. This is all coming out right now, folks. I mean, this is this is the breaking news, and we need to make sure that it's getting out there because Durham was fucking dirty. Mm-hmm. Everybody talked about Durham being this white knight that was going to come in and balls and strikes, and nobody was going to affect bullshit. Bullshit. He buried, as soon as this started going towards Trump, he dirted in that investigation. He mm-hmm. absolutely did. And, and Bill Barr is one dirty, nasty motherfucker. Yeah. And I guarantee you, these people, I, I just, if nobody goes to jail over this, this will be a national shame with centuries-long implications because this right. is this is literally Russia spending money, Russia buying into our, the Federal Bureau of Investigations with McGonagall. This is Russia influencing the Durham investigation. This is Russia influencing our our elections, our social media, our everything. You know, we spend $800 billion a year on defense. Russia spent $5 billion on uh, an intelligence op, and they went neck deep into all of our operations. And we have to clean this up, people. We have to clean this up. This is not something that 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 we can let go. And that is why this whole Jim Jordan investigate the investigators thing is going to fucking vanish. Because I guarantee you, Chuck Schumer has called Kevin McCarthy and said, for every one of your bullshit hearings, I'm going to hold a real hearing. Right. And we are going to talk about John Durham. We are going to talk about Bill Barr. And who the fuck do you think the press is going to follow? Well, and and I want to I want to bring something up as you say that because this is really important to understand how our government works. Um, again, a lot of people do not educate themselves or do not listen when people speak about how our government works. Um, the reason why Chuck Schumer 
has the power of the subpoena power and their ability to do what you just said every time Kevin McCarthy fucking sneezes a lie is because of you. The people out there who went and voted, the people who out mm-hmm. there who engaged in their democracy because you pulled those Senate seats out of Pennsylvania. You pulled the Senate seat out of Arizona. You pulled the Senate seat in Georgia and made sure that those new Democrats and those incumbents stayed in office. And by turning those seats and giving us 51 as opposed to 50-50 with the tiebreaker, Mitch McConnell did not have the uh, the ability to negotiate away Democrats subpoena power in the committees and their ability to investigate if they need to and to have mm-hmm. oversight if they need to. And this is so important that you understand that your work, and I know it might not feel like it when you come here every day that it's work because you're listening, but it is work. You are you are educating yourself. You are knowing what's going on and you are knowing exactly what it means to our democracy. That's how I'm going to give it to you. I am not going to fuck around and tell you all kinds of bullshit stuff and give you statistics and polls and do the media thing. That is not what we do here. Not even close. I'm going to tell you what the enemy of democracy is doing, when they're doing it, how they're doing it, and how they're trying to tear down democracy and what democracy truly is, what our liberal democracy truly is, and the strength of our liberal democracy and the liberalism being the strength of our republic, which is a constitutional democratic republic. That is the most important thing that you can do other than actually going and marking your ballot is to engage in that ballot, engage in your democracy like they are going to fucking take it from you because that is their goal to not just take your freedom, to not just take your liberty, but to take your chance for democracy altogether. That is what they want to take. That is what they want to do. So I, I, I mean, I know it sounds fucking weird and patting myself on the back or patting Texas Paul or Gabe on the back, but we work hard to give you the messaging so you can go out there and you can carry it to other people. Yes, you should listen. Yes, you should hear us. And sometimes you're going to disagree. You're not going to agree on every single point I say. I realize that. And I really don't give a fuck. I don't care if you agree with me every single time. I, I mean, you probably should, but <laughs> but you might not. It's okay. That is fine. We do not have to agree on every single point, every single time to be for democracy, to push liberty, to push freedom in this country, to make sure that there is equity and equality and the opportunity of equity and equality for all. That is the only way that we get fascism to crawl back underneath this rock. And I appreciate you joining us every single weekday, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific for two full hours and I know it's a lot and we want to go to three hours and it's it, it's going to take a hurdle, but we can get there. And I know we can. We can. I think we can get the three hours by sometime in 2024 in the lead up to the election, because Texas Paul and Gabe, we're going to need we're going to need three motherfucking hours to keep this show going. So I, I, what I'm asking is, well, this. yeah, because uh, what I'm a asking, huge thing you talked about. I'm sorry. Well, what I'm asking is this, if you will subscribe to the channel here, the Tony Michaels podcast, make sure you're subscribed and make sure you have the bell notifications on, but do me a favor, share it with three other people. The other thing you can do is follow us on all social media platforms. Follow Texas Paul's YouTube channel. His YouTube channel is down in the description right now. You must follow and support 
pro-democracy speech. If you want to support me, you can go to my Patreon. Go to thetonymichaels.com. Everything is there. The Patreon's there. The tip jar's there. All the my social media. I, I'm sure if you go to Texas, Paul Page, he's got a website. Uh, Gabe's got a website. Uh, uh, Linktree, go to their profiles. Visit those profiles. All that stuff's down in the description right below. And make sure you're going and supporting those pro-democracy speech because it is so important that we help deliver what what you need to pay attention to to push a national narrative and a national messaging. That's the power of this microphone. That's the power of it is we can form a national narrative and a national messaging that gives us an army of liberals. And I know that's saying, oh, my God, army. Yes, liberals, capital L liberals. We come from a position of strength. Liberalism is not weakness. It is strength. Go look up the word, know the definition, have it handy for when when one of these alpha males or one of these moglodites or one of these trumped up America first Nazis gets in front of you because you want to be ready for it. And how you can stay ready for it is listen to Texas, Paul. Listen to what was that? Gabe's going to Gabe is doing such a great. I don't know if you've watched some of these. What was that, Texas, Paul? But these what was that? They're giving he gives you the facts and the skinny on one subject in one pointed way, in a way that is digestible. You're not bored by the time you get to the end of it. You know exactly what is happening. You, you can laugh. It's cathartic, but it gives you those facts. And follow Texas Paul. He does a Sunday morning show every week. He's he's trying to get those stories out there into the narrative, into the messaging, because that is the most important thing we can do for our democracy is participate in it. And we must, we must educate everyone we possibly can. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to be big, long changes over a short period of time. It's going to take work. And it's going to take the next decade or two decades to really fix where our country is at. It really will. But we can get it there with your help and your support. and More importantly, your voice, because your voice is way more powerful than ours. I only have one microphone. Just one, just one. You are thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and millions of microphones. You are you are out there. You are talking to people. Because, folks, I'm telling you, association is what drives our politics in this country. Most people who vote for Republicans, who talk about libtards and, oh, I'm going to own the libs, they don't know it, but they're liberals. They don't know it. But they're liberals. They have no fucking clue because they don't know what words mean. They don't know how our government works. They just don't know. And they don't care to know because if they do know, it might hurt their sensitivity. Number one, they're snowflakes. But it also might make it to where they have to admit that they're wrong. And they definitely will not do that. But we must push the narrative. We must do that. So I just want to say that that it is so important to understand that the reason why Texas Paul is saying what he's saying about Chuck Schumer can look at Kevin McCarthy and say, you fucking sneeze a lie. You sneeze a lie. And I'll, and I'll fuck with you with our subpoena power. And the reason for that is you, it is you are the reason for that. Don't let anyone ever tell you and don't ever forget this. This government is your government. It is yours. It is the people's government. I don't care what anyone says about, oh, we're not a democracy, we're a republic. 
Go look up the fucking word republic and understand what it means. When we elect people to vote in our place, they are ours. That We own them. We own their job. They owe their existence in politics to us, not us to them. We do not have to curry favor to corporations and big business. We, they do not own our labor. We, we do not owe them anything because of our labor. The same way politicians, we do not owe them anything because they have been elected to vote for us. They owe us that vote. They owe us that vote because it's our government and we can fire them and we will. We will fire them. So I just want to point that out that uh, what you said, and I know it seems like a big, long diatribe just because of 51 votes. Mm -hmm. But that's the truth, Texas, Paul. The people did it. We did it in the 2022 midterms. As much as it's hard to sit here and fucking listen to Kevin McCarthy and and these boneheads talk about committee meetings and Jim Jordan's going to do his stupid fucking political theater, it's hard to listen to. But folks... They barely fucking won. Even gerrymandering the shit out of their districts, they barely won. And we won one seat in the Senate. And that is because of you. Sorry, I didn't mean to get off on a tangent. No, no. Great speech, man. Um, so, Texas Paul, uh, what says you about your YouTube channel? What's going on now that you're you're back in full action? Well, I tell you, I, I'm going to do a, I've been doing a slight revamp on it, going to dress it up a little bit, make everything a little, run a little bit smoother. But yeah, we're back at it every Sunday. Every Sunday, Great. little investment never hurts. Little investment never hurts. Yeah, well, that, that's um, fantastic. I did want to. I wanted to bring something up that you talked about earlier, real quick before we go, because it's super important. It's happening tomorrow. You were talking about Kevin McCarthy, and he doesn't have a budget. Yep, he is meeting with the president tomorrow. Correct. Okay? Mm-hmm. And the president's time is incredibly value, uh, valuable. He said, "Bring your budget. Please send it over in advance, so I can have my people look at it and we can negotiate." We're not the same, a, right? I think I think there's a clip of Joe Biden saying there is no budget. That's what's happened today. Kevin McCarthy confirmed for himself. He said, oh, I'm not. I got your staff memo. We're not going to, you know, I'm not coming over there to, to you know, to, to you know, basically just work with you. I'm coming to fight for the American people, which is a confession that he has no budget. Right. He is not coming over there for a working session. The president of the United States invited this man to bring his budget and negotiate with him a budget, a working budget for our country. And Kevin McCarthy has no fucking budget to bring. Right. I just wanted to put that back I mean, on the table because that's what's going to happen tomorrow, folks. I mean, if we look back at the Sunday, I mean, you know, Jim Jordan talking about the shit on Sunday, but also Kevin McCarthy, right? He was on uh, on on this Sunday as well, and there were questions about George Santos, right? Uh, there were there were questions about uh, about this meeting that he was having, right? And he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I." Uh, he was talking about George Santos having committee seats, and he was totally within his right to have those things, regardless of the fact that he lied to all of his constituents, but also pushing the idea that he's like, yeah, I'm going to meet with him Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. Uh, we're going to go over this, going to go over that. You know, he's tr- obviously, you know, it's very much the Republican way to create this revisionist type of story, right? If you if you create the narrative, then you try to put the other person on their back to say, oh, that never, that wasn't the case or, or what have you. And so this is one of those examples where it's like President Biden on record, the receipts are there saying, hey, look, let's work together, right? Like he even said it in, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, Biden gave a speech. It was post them um, 
them voting on the uh, on the bill that would that would rescind funding from the from the IRS, right? And he's like, "Come on, man! Like, I'm willing to work with Republicans, but not on this stuff, right? You're taking away these rights. You're taking away this funding. You're taking away accessibility to Americans." If you guys are just going to strip everything, like, why is the, well, I'm not going to work with you guys if you're going to do this ridiculous type of stuff, but I am willing to work with you, right? But I they came don't want it, but they but don't want to, right? And they don't they, want it's, to. It's that's one why, of those that's why they the say, that's why they say, exactly, but that's why they say, that's why Kevin McCarthy has said on the Sunday morning show, Joe Biden is not interested in working with them because what he really means is we don't want to work with Joe Biden because we do not want to give him any success because mm-hmm. we are terrified any more success gives Joe Biden one more win for the 2024 race and he will beat Trump because Donald right. Trump is going to be their nominee. Joe Biden is going to be the Democratic nominee, folks. That is what is going right. to happen. I mean, that they're complaining about lower gas prices these days. You got Marjorie Taylor Greene, right. who I'm Sure, soon enough. Well, he's be like, I mean, impeach hey, Joe Biden over hey, low gas hey, prices. He he took that gasoline button that's on his desk and he turned down gas prices way too low. Uh, Gabe Sanchez, I did that. You're you're gonna have a, a what was that? A new one uh, on George Santos, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So soon. I'm I've got another one. So I've got a, a what was that? That's like kind of a summary of the main events that happened last week that should be coming out to, that will be coming out tomorrow. Then I've also got a what was that? That I'm doing my own research. Uh, I if. I will I will spill some deets here. I am in talks with George Santos's ex-boyfriend from Brazil. Uh-oh. So I'll be doing a little interview with him sometime <laughs> Ooh, this week. Fuck. Um he's already he he did he did an exclusive interview on CNN last week. So I'm going to be asking some follow-up details based on another story that I'm looking into that's around this dog scam. I've now been notified by another person that they may have a connection to another another person that was an ex-boyfriend of George Santos. So I'm working all these angles, trying to get the tea for everyone. So it'll be a little bit different than kind of summarizing other people's, you know, kind of what's going on. This will be a little bit more like of its own. What was that investigation to be like, here's the scam. Here's the past. Here's this person talking about what he was like. And maybe here are some photos, you know, some other receipts. So, Uh Well, uh, so everyone uh, go check out and Gabe, the links again in the description below. Just go to the link tree. It has all the links there. And also go follow Texas Paul as well. And if you would go take a peek at my Patreon and just go to thetonymichaels.com or patreon.com slash thetonymichaels. Again, supporting pro-democracy speech is important. Um <clears throat> Because we got to keep talking. We got to keep going. We got to amplify every single microphone we can. And if our microphones are in your ears, your microphones are on in other people's ears. And that's the way that we get out the messaging and the narrative. So don't forget to subscribe here at the Tony Michaels podcast on YouTube. Also follow us on Twitter at Tony Michaels pod. Download every single episode every single weekday on Apple, Spotify, and Google. And if you're over on the Midas Touch Facebook page, you should be following us too. Why not? It's free at the Tony Michaels. And then follow us on Twitch. Download that app. I've got several subscribers since we became an affiliate over on Twitch. I want to thank all the subscribers over there on Twitch. I guess on Twitch, um, because it's uh, you, if you have an Amazon Prime account and you sign into Twitch with your Amazon Prime account, I don't know if you guys know this. Mm-hmm. If you sign into Twitch over there with your Amazon Prime account, what <laughs> happens is you get one free subscription and you can use that for this channel here. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you a secret. If you're over on Twitch and you're seeing ads, if you do the Amazon Prime and you do the subscription for free, you don't have to watch ads. You don't have to do the ads. So if you don't want ads over on Twitch, if you like watching on Twitch and you don't want ads on Twitch, you just sign in with your prime account and it's free 
and then you don't have to watch the ads. So, and if not, if you want to have the ads, eh, whatever, I, I, I don't care, but check out Texas Paul's channel. The links in the, in the description below, check out Gabe's. What was that? Uh, that link is below. Go to his link tree. Uh, and also check out my Patreon. We're doing some stuff over there. Crazy things. Go to the Tony Texas Paul. I'm excited that you're back. I'm excited that you're back. Great to I see can't. you guys. I yes. really missed you guys. I really uh, do. Yeah. I love doing this. Again, peanut butter and jelly about you being on the beach that whole time. But you know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like a good jealousy, right? Like I, it's a good jealousy because you got to celebrate your 20th anniversary, which congratulations again. Yeah, on congrats. That. And you got to, you got to have some time away and get away from it all and soak up the sun as it were, and get sand in your ass. Cause I'm sure that's what happens. That's what I don't like about the beach is I get the, I get the, the gritty ass crack. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I Anyways, talking about I guess, I guess I'm getting into too much information here at the end of the show. Everybody, same time, same place tomorrow on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and also simulcasting from the Midas touch Facebook page, noon, Eastern 11 central nine Pacific for two full hours. Don't miss it. Surf's up motherfuckers. You've been listening to the Tony Michaels Podcast. In your face commentary of current events and political news. No rules, no boundaries. I think we've made that perfectly clear. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon. In the meantime, follow Tony on social media at the Tony Michaels. And until next time, raise a fist and repeat after me. Fuck them. Murphy's Mealborn, head-ass speaking.